Welcome to Quarantine Good, the show where we determine whether the things that you've been doing are actually good or whether you're being held hostage by global circumstances. We are the guys who judge the way that you've been spending your time. I'm David Twighty. And I'm James Hamilton. How are you doing, James? I'm doing very well, David. I It's mid-afternoon and I literally just woke up 15 minutes ago. So I guess you could say that my life is going very well. <laughs> yeah, I think if the measure is how late did you sleep on a Sunday, you are the runaway winner. Which is has never been the measure, I don't think, but that's not a good <laughs> reason to make it, to not make it, but... <laughs> Do you guys do you do you want to introduce our guest? I do. Yeah, we have a we have a great uh, guest today. Uh, one of my favorites as a person and as a comedian. Uh, we have Julie Mitchell. Julie, hello. I just waved. Hi. <laughs> person and comedian. You don't get both very often. No, no. You usually get one or the other. Mm -hmm. Julie, uh, how do you feel about sleeping? until like two-ish on a Sunday. Incredibly positive. Yeah. It's the Lord's day. <laughs> yes. I, on the seventh day, the Lord slept until 2.30 in the afternoon. That's the Bible they don't tell you about, but that's yeah. what's going on. I remember <laughs> being in college and feeling like almost self-righteous that I was like, you know what? I don't even sleep that late. And that I would set my alarm for 11. And I would, that's what I felt like self-righteous about. And now I think about that and I'm like, that's glorious. My freshman year, I took a class at 10 a.m. because I was reasoning that in high school, I woke up at like seven or eight and I was like, 10 is nothing. And then that was a horrible disaster. And I slept in the middle of every single one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I only recently was like even able to get up from like an alarm i was like such a fucking heavy sleeper when i was in middle and high school like my parents bought me an alarm clock that was for the hearing impaired that had, <laughs> it had like such a loud alarm on it like there was one morning where i woke up like an hour after my alarm because my parents were both at work so no one could like come and wake me up but this super loud alarm, it took me an hour to wake up. And when I did, my ears were ringing because it was so loud. Oh, wow. Oh but it still didn't like get, <laughs> knock me out of sleep. Well, let's hope you never have a fire in your home. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, let, let me tell you a little about what we're going to do here on the show. So David and I have been going through things that people are into that they've gotten into during quarantine. So we're trying to figure out if what things are good and what things are categorically quarantine good. So we have a board. We are a podcast with a visual element that no one can see. <laughs> you can see that the best thing so far is David did yoga for, <laughs> for, for, for three months straight. Okay. And then the worst thing that we have here. It was James started telling people about his dreams. Yeah, I've I turned into dreams. I think it's interesting. Well, too bad, Julie. It's already on the board. <laughs> Well, I thought Tiger King on there. That wasn't worse. That's not, that's not a harrowing tale of poverty and addiction and abuse. You think dreams are worse than that? No, being... It's like, I'm in the kitchen, but it's the living room. There's like someone killing 
themselves in an well, office. I'm not saying that telling people about his dreams are worse than what happened with all with all that wacky gang on Tiger King. But <laughs> but being a guy who tells people about your dreams is worse than being a guy who watched Tiger King at the beginning of quarantine, in my opinion. I think dreams are more interesting than small talk because That's I think true. dreams betray something even if that something is that you're boring crazy weather we're having right now see like that makes me want to kill myself yeah right (laughs) versus like i uh i was at my high school but it wasn't my high school i like knew it was my high school but it looked different and i was like and your mom was there even though (laughs) julie your mom I've had, I have had the one multiple times where I'm like at high, at like at school, and like, oh fuck, I haven't gone to class in ten years. Like it'll like factor in. What about you? <laughs> what What does it tell you about me? That you're the type of person who oversleeps. Damn. <laughs> so, Julie, what uh, what have what have you gotten into in quarantine? That is. Maybe good, maybe not. Maybe quarantine good. Let's let's get to the bottom of it. Okay, so I thought of so many, and there are so many obvious ones. Like I've been um, buying VHS tapes, mm. uh, <laughs> which is not a sentence anyone has said for probably thirty years. Maybe um, the implication of that sentence is that you own a VHS player as well. A VCR, you mean? <laughs> yeah, VCR. Yes, thank yes. you. So I actually, in sixth grade, uh, at Best Buy for $60, bought a little mini TV that has a built-in VCR and had it for my room. And it's probably one of the best purchases I've ever made Uh because I would hook a DVD player up to it and it was perfect for my room. And now I have it in the kitchen at my dad's house where I'm living, fellas. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I've just, I just like craft, um, I want to show you the things, but it is a podcast, but I just bejewel these notebooks while I watch like the animal by Rob Schneider. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the one where he, that was the one where he was an animal, right? Yeah, remember when movie premises were one sentence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with the one where he was a hot chick. That I was, was going to bring up the hot chick if you didn't in the next <laughs> I love the hot chick. I also rewatched that in quarantine. Wow. Like, here, I know this is visual. You can edit this out later, but, like, let me hit you with this. Oh, my God. Baby geniuses. See, this is a VHS copy of the movie Baby Geniuses. Starring Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd and a child that they neglect to credit. (laughs) And now I'm holding up Snow Day. There's movies that were bad enough that when there was a reprinting of the distribution deal in another medium, they didn't make it. Like, they probably didn't know. Like, Snow Day on Blu-ray. You know, like, no one's watching Snow, Snow Day. What about what about the uh, the the trailers before the movies? You got and that's gold. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you. I found this Mary Kate and Ashley. Uh, one of their they they were like on top of the fucking world. Now it makes sense to me. Prolific. They were prolific. They were. I'm I'm like seeing their catalog and it's just endless. Mm-hmm. Um, but so one of the movies that they made, one of the city movies, I don't remember what it is, but they're in like UN. Oh, Winning London. Winning London. I've actually seen that movie for some reason. <laughs> a 
Okay, so I just remember I was a teenager and there's a part where the like they get to London and London calling by the clash plays and I was like, Oh man, this is like a weird stain on Joe Strummer's legacy. That's like one rebellious like sound guy being like we have it has to be like why wouldn't it uh these 11 year old girls need this punk drop. But no, I mean, so, okay. I'm noticing also I have 101 Dalmatians and like, there's things that I'm seeing that absolutely would have been edited out if they ever did like a re like the 101 Dalmatians ends with him singing a song called Dalmatian plantation. And it's not like, supposed to be i mean he's not like slavery isn't in the song but like <laughs> now people know <laughs> what if it was though <laughs> like now people know not to yeah like glorify plantation life in a children's movie you know i mean we're getting to that you shouldn't have your wedding there but that's still iffy but i think people are like yeah maybe not in this like kids movie should they be singing about plantations that, but um, Ro- roger yeah. is honestly a dog shit uh, songwriter like he's like a, isn't that like his job in that in that movie that he was like a songwriter and like he all of his like, all, like the that Dalmatian plantation thing because it's like he 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 like backs into it like like he didn't just like find one of the words that rhymes with Dalmatian he goes <laughs> he goes it'll be a plantation a Dalmatian plantation. And it's like, okay, yeah, you knew where you were going with that, you fucking asshole. Okay, wait, this is very impressive. When is the last time that you saw that movie? Probably when I was like eight, but uh, about 750 times before then. Okay, that's something I'm experiencing is I'm watching things that I haven't seen since I was like less than nine years old, but I watched them so many times. Mm -hmm. Because you're only allowed to watch like eight things, you yeah. know, so just like really whatever. And it's I, it's the weirdest feeling. I don't have the words to describe what it is, but it's just this sensation of knowing that you forgot, and it's so strange. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've had a couple movies like that. The most recent, I watched Spinal Tap the other night, yeah. um, for the first time since I was in high school, and like I just I remember every like watching it. I'm like I know every single line of this movie. But there are like, if you told me to like describe that movie to you like a week ago, I would have forgotten so many fucking great bits in it. Same. For the for me, that was um, I watched Sister Act and then Sister Act Two. Oh my god! Back in the habit. Yeah, back in the habit. Well, because my memory was always that I loved Sister Act Two the most. Mm. That I was like, this is the better of the two. This is, and. You know when you make your mind up where you're like, this is one of my favorite movies. And then you never actually engage with it for like a couple decades. Yeah. Yes. And then you actually go back and watch. And watching them in like back to back, I was like, oh, the music in Sister Act 2 is better. Yeah. But the actual story structure that what's happening here is is fully a repurposing of of Sister Act 1 in a way that they didn't even think through. They're just like... (laughs) Yeah, in the first one, a church is closing. So now, what else could cl- a school? Okay, well, do a school. And they're like, okay, well, she's gonna save it, but could it be suddenly and in, with high stakes with someone seeing it and changing their mind? And they're like, yes, but that's not how schools work. No, 
like the whole thing is that they're like the school's closing down and then they do well at a choir competition <laughs> and the school board is like actually let's keep the school open. yeah no, like, this is a budgetary issue you gotta you gotta <laughs> petition the city you can't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not how schools work. Then we would just have Lauren Hill go to every school, just like, <laughs> every, every school, and they would do great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anyone think... t- attempted this model? It's <laughs> <laughs> like some some Texas Republican on the the uh, floor of the House of Representatives. Like, now I saw a film called Sister Act Two <laughs> back in the habit, and I thought maybe we could do something like this. We don't have to. It, at no additional cost to the school or the taxpayers, <laughs> yeah. we will get a struggling lounge singer and place her in the schools. And what she will do is turn the whole institution around. But now this is only fortifying my love for the movie Honey. I don't know if either of you have seen that, mm-hmm. but um, th- I'm seeing blank stares. Nothing. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Honey. I am going to look it up. It's but a I don't... Jessica Alba dance vehicle movie. Okay. But they use um, real people, like Missy Elliott is in it, Tweet is in it. Um, Jada Kiss. Yeah, Jada Kiss. And your wine. Okay, you're reading that. <laughs> I'm reading it now. I'm not recalling these. I'm... Yeah, so her uh, parents own like a, you know, struggling, I don't know, like after school program or like community center, the center. They just call it the center. Um, mm. I've seen Honey a million times. Um, and they their final performance is for donors and fundraisers. So I feel like that is the missing link. It's like yeah. they did this performance that everyone loved, but everyone in the audience is very rich and decides to fund their like thing. And that makes perfect sense because Honey is a circular loop of logic. Let me, let me ask you this. Please. Jessica Alba is white, correct? Okay, lots of controversy here. Um, yes. <laughs> Wait. What, well, so there... Jessica Alba in this is supposed to be not white. She and like when I said controversy, oh, wow. um, I don't mean specifically about her race, but like I feel like Jessica Alba and Kim Kardashian are of this ilk of like I think uh, ethnicity versus race really trips people up. Where it's like Jessica Alba is like. Dutch and Spanish and um, something else, but it's all European countries. Um, and then just, I mean, um, Kim Kardashian is Armenian, obviously, which is um, in Asia. So, but then she also, you know, tints her skin. So right, <laughs> she's way more controversial than Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba, I don't think is, I think people universally love her. Now she just wants to make diapers out of like grass and stuff yeah what is she doing i haven't heard from her in a while she's a billionaire because she has the honest company which is now that she's a mom like three times over her thing now is like all organic safe beauty and baby products and and she's her own spokesperson and they're doing really well because she's like the most stunning person alive so what the hell? So I'm I'm looking at her Wikipedia page now, and like the other thing in like the the header paragraph on her Wikipedia page is since 2019 she's been starring in the Spectrum action series LA's Finest, which I don't know how to find this show. I don't know what that is. Spectrum is the, the cable. cable yeah, I didn't huh. know they were making original programming, but. Everyone nowadays is going to have their own streaming app and everything is going to be $12.99 a month. And <laughs> it, was already, be it was already really fun just being at the mercy of what Netflix has uploaded on there. Uh, 
before yeah. there were like 19 competing streaming services. I, I'll say it on record. I will cut myself before I download the Fuse app. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Tubi, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Although I do, if anyone is listening to this later and has a stars password that yeah. they would let me borrow, I really want to see the end of the Nexium oh cult is, thing. How much you of guys that watch is that? there? Oh. There's, There's two. What There's the two of them. Yeah. Right. Had two. It was a years long cult, David. I think they're allowed to have two. <laughs> well, the guy who was in it made one of them, and then the yeah. mother of someone who was in it executive produced the other one what? so it's pretty much like there's such a need for content now that it's just like do you have money we'll let you tell your side of the story at whatever like however you want to do it i think that's good though because i think it teaches people media literacy because i think if people see so much footage i think there's an awareness now about how much of reality tv is scripted but i think doc and doc series people are still like this is what's happening. This is totally real. And it's like, no, there's actually an incredible amount of power and manipulation that you can still do to real footage. And, and I think like having people question like who, where's this information coming from and what, what is not being shown is critical. I, I agree with you, but I still think that that gives people a lot of credit. It also right. compelling yeah. crimes are, they're kind of like, the oil of the entertainment industry. Like it's not a renewable resource. Yeah. Like we, we're going to burn through these and future generations are going to be like, we have no crimes to tell stories. I'm not concerned about that. I think that America is probably going to continue breeding weird scammers and shit. I, I, I do think it's a renewal. It's a finite resource, but it is renewable. Yeah. Okay. Violence and crime is not going anywhere. I am sick of though, everything about serial killers. I saw a really good um, post on Twitter that was just like dispelling this myth that all these serial killers are like so charming and so handsome because there's all this evidence that like Ted Bundy, for example, all the women in his life thought he was creepy. Like they say they found him to be like off-putting and weird. He just pretended to be hurt. Like he pretended to have his car break down or be hurt or like whatever. And so women would like take pity on him and then he would like murder them. And then the police really fed into this because it makes them look less incompetent. You know, if he's such a, a genius. He's a mastermind. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Then it's like, oh, you didn't catch him for fucking 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Julie, you, uh, you mentioned reality television and that's a thing that we have talked about. Uh, yeah. You, so you started watching during quarantine. So I wouldn't have even actually realized this, but the person that I'm seeing was like pointed out to me. He was like, you really like to watch reality dating shows. And then I got defensive and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even see them as anything. Like they're like air to me. <laughs> um, but then I was like, okay, I did watch all of Love Island, the British and American and Australian. Oh wow! Wow! There, yep. Is it all the same island? No. Oh no no no. Even the same. Even the same. Um, like country, they move around every season. Okay. Sometimes it's not even an island. The American one is in Las Vegas. What the fuck? What does this even mean? This is bullshit. (laughs) An island, bitch. (laughs) But theirs is in quarantine, so you feel a little. But wouldn't have been easier to quarantine on an island? Like, why are we in Las Vegas? So this is this is. 
uh, something I find very, I actually find very compelling. I've never been into reality TV yeah. before. I've never been into specifically reality dating shows, yeah. but I, for the first time in my life, watched a season of The Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. And I, so I could talk about that a lot, yeah. but I do think that specifically when the show has been forced to quarantine, mm. there is actual stakes that are kind of like, there's like raised stakes that have been built in. <laughs> it's like these people have like just been hanging out with nobody yeah. for a couple weeks yeah. in order to be here. Like, you know, I, I felt more open to it mm. than I ever had been, which is either because of where I've been at or it's because, you know, they had had to quarantine. I, I I always uh, I always enjoyed those shows. I mean, but like Las Vegas seems like a bad place for a dating show to begin with. And then like during COVID, they don't get to leave. They're just on the roof of a hotel. What? <laughs> like the the end of the Hangover. <laughs> I mean, it's like obviously you know just acres, and there's like a pool. There's like thirteen pools, yeah. and you know, it's you. You wouldn't know. It does look like it's its own, you know, villa. Yeah. Of, whatever. But this is, this is their version of the NBA bubble. Yeah, yeah. But then every so often you catch the skyline, and it's just like part of a guitar. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Just stunning. Yeah. True love. Yeah. So, uh, what other shows have you watched? Okay, well, I watched. I started watching uh, the Blind one, where uh, oh, yeah. Love, is Blind, Love is Blind, yeah, Love is Blind, where they're talking through the wall and they can't see each other, and then they pick who they're in love with, you know, just by their conversation. This is something I think about a lot. There was like after the, I think it was the, the Bachelor was the first one to like be a really big hit in the early two thousands, and after that came yeah. out, um. Fox was just scrambling to find like their version of the, yeah. they're like, we're going to do that, but slightly different. And they cycled through a lot of things. The, one of the most infamous, I think is the littlest bachelor where it was, a, a, a oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were going to say Joe millionaire. Well, there was Joe millionaire as well. The littlest bachelor was where it was a, it was a dwarf who had to choose between 10 ladies who were uh, dwarves and 10 who were regular size. And oh, then wow. the like dwarf community got really mad because he picked one of the regular size ones. Yeah. Um, but but there was a show called uh, called Mr. Personality that was hosted <laughs> by Monica Lewinsky. And the <gasps> the premise of the show was that it was the bachelor, but all of the or it was the bachelorette, but all of the bachelors were wearing like Dr. Doom masks. Oh my God. Uh, so she's, oh, wow. it's like she has to pick based on their personality but it's like you could see their chin in all of the masks and it's like so yeah. all of these guys have like jaw lines for being on television and it's like all right. well first of all whenever they do these like this is a social experiment to see if people actually love each other they never pick women who are like divergent from hotness yeah, like the right. Of his beauty and the geek. Did you see that one? No, but I remember uh, it. That is on YouTube, and that is a fucking dream. And it has like two seasons. And I mean, it's amazing, but it's all these like hot women and all these like very regular, it's like computer programmers. Uh -huh. Like we're 
or Dungeons and Dragons, like D&D, like LARPing kind of people. They're like truly geeks. But I thought it would be amazing if they did a flip, like a gender swap, where then the next season, um, all the all the guys are like super hot and all the women were like nerdy. Yeah. But they never did. They did multiple seasons and it was always the same breakdown. And I just think it's so dumb, you know? I mean, the, the whole thing where it's like, we're going to we're going to do a science experiment, but in a television way is always like at least sort of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it. The Joe Millionaire <laughs> thing. Uh, Marlena Rodriguez used to have a really good joke about uh, like uh, if you lie to a woman and then when you tell her the truth, she's not okay with it. She's a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like this this show is like will do women just like him because of his money and it's like i don't know maybe but also when you just like lie to someone for a while you right. like, don't get to expect them to just be okay with it also the whole premise of that show was set up like these are all his things and he's doing this so then you kind of realize that everything about this person you've interacted with was a lie you know mm -hmm. then then you're just like, okay, what is your, even your just real job or like your, where do you really live? Right. Like you don't know these really basic things. Yeah. It's like, cause yeah, that shit is important. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. you don't live in this mansion that you have been passing off as your house. And like, that's okay. I don't like need you to live in a mansion, but where, like what, what you have a daughter, what is your <laughs> life like? Like, I don't know anything yeah. about you now. Yeah. So are these shows more appealing during quarantine? Well, see, okay, it's interesting because, as we mentioned, I also started dating someone in quarantine. And so in the beginning when I was watching them, it felt bad because it was making me feel very lonely, you know, which I already kind of felt. But now, even if I'm, I'm dating someone, I'm so happy. And they still make me feel bad. They don't make me feel lonely, but they make me feel bad about society because so many of the people are just truly bad people, like mm -hmm. actually bad. And maybe that's changed a little. Like right now I'm watching the first season of Are You The One? You know, this is like a little dated, but like there's just guys like being so terrible and like girls being so terrible too. Like, like... I think culture has shifted a little bit. So now people will know what like gaslighting is, let's say. So, mm. but, but they still do that. Like on Love Island, like the Australia one, there's so much emotional abuse, like actually. And it made me depressed to watch it. I actually had to quit watching Australia. It was the worst one. What, what is the premise of Love Island? Is there like a, a goal or is it just like we, oh, yeah. we just put all these people here and they're going to fuck each other? And uh, So um, the goal Yes, there is a goal. Um, it's money. It's uh, $50,000. But you every week there's recouplings and you choose your couple. And then but people vote on you based on your couple. Other other people or the audience votes like on you? The world. So okay. <laughs> when they're on, they're live broadcasted and you can vote on them as it's happening. Like week oh, by week. I hate that. I hate that. It's, uh, I've never watched one live except for Love Island, the United States one with my dad. We watched it. It was on CBS. Strange. Um, and I didn't vote on anything, but, um, yeah. So like, it's really interesting though, because I feel like it leaves room for, there's these other competition shows where it's like, 
everyone is just trying to win. It's super conniving. But the Love Island ones, like especially the British ones, which are the best, um, like there's two people, let's say, and they're not really finding anyone, but they're really good friends with everyone and everyone wants them to stay. So they just do like a friendship couple and people vote for them because they just love them. And they're and they're just like fun in the house, you know? Yeah. So it feels like people do have these genuine things that aren't even you know, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's like weeks and weeks and weeks of like, they keep bringing people in, they vote people out. Um, and then at the final, there's all these couples. And then the couple that is the winner, um, they have two envelopes and they give one to each person. And one has all the money and one has nothing. And the person who gets all the money can choose to split it or, or just take it. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I watched, uh, near the beginning of quarantine, there was one night where I, uh, like for some fucking reason stayed up like all night watching the uh, whole season of the show too hot to handle. Have you seen that one at all? Absolutely. Yes, David, I have. I do not remember <laughs> how you win that one. It was sort of incomprehensible, but the premise is that anytime that anyone like touches each other. They like the, the money. yeah the the amount of money that the winner gets is reduced and it was just like all these hot people who kept being like well we had sex with each other whoopsie yeah so the I watched that early in quarantine too and Francesca and like the Australian guy which I hate to be stereotypical but everyone says Australian men are terrible and from reality shows I feel like that's true like yeah. I just feel like it's true um but so this guy i forget his name um he had he was like hooking up with her then lied about it i don't understand why people lie on these tv shows where everything they're doing is being filmed yeah right i don't get it like it why would you lie but so he lied to everyone he's just like a piece of shit to her and they ended up being engaged after the show but then they broke up oh they did break up i saw like they were they were like still together when i looked them up on instagram like six months yes. ago but Yes. <laughs> but that I mean that show is real it was really funny because it just felt like they were writing it on the fly like a couple episodes in they're like uh we put we brought more hot people in and then, like one guy was just like I don't really like any of you people. I think I'm going to go and like work yeah. on myself. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen in one of those shows before. My favorite part of that show is there was one girl who was like, she was like, I'm the dumb one. <laughs> and um, like one of her intro, like one of the first episodes where they're like meeting everyone, um, she has this tattoo on her back um, that's vertical. So it's either like Sanskrit or I don't know, Arabic or so it's something. And this guy goes, oh, what language is that? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rocks. It was so uh, funny. I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. I could see tell the tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, oh, how did you, I mean, that just like, it's like a question. I mean, it's an answer that like not only like makes it so you can't ask a single other question, but then yeah. it creates like a million more questions. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what? <laughs> what did you what did you ask for when you went into the tattoo parlor? Like, do you know what it says? You just don't know what language or you don't know what any of it means? Yeah. Like, uh, are you drunk right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's like an anime character, just like wakes up with a barcode on her neck or whatever. 
Oh my God. And that's actually the premise of Dark Angel. The Jessica, Alba. Jessica Alba. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Wow. There wow. we go. Full circle. I, so one of the things I did during quarantine yeah. is that I started The Amazing Race from the beginning. Yeah. I, I think I got like five seasons in, maybe six seasons. Yeah. In. But over time, what you see is that this is true of all of these game shows that I've ever watched is that like an industry builds up around the show and people yeah. begin to have a shared understanding of how you play the game mm -hmm. and how, mm -hmm. how you'll win and how you'll like build a career afterwards. And, you know, and that's, I think that is most true with these dating shows that if you go yeah. back over time and you look at like the bachelor or the bachelorette very early on, they're much more regular looking people than they are now where people know that you have to look a certain way and they like spend a bunch of money as an investment to look a certain way and then behave a certain way. Totally. And that's the thing that I have a hard time with with these shows, even as I was watching a full season and, and, and made it start to finish with The Bachelorette, was I was just like, mm -hmm. we all understand the career that you're going to have after this, even if it's just like the, you know, circuit appearances at The Bachelorette, like whatever conventions or whatever people are going to, like, or if it's just like a ton right. of like Instagram followers, yeah. I I couldn't take it that seriously that people were like, I'm here for love. And I'm like, I believe you that you'd mm -hmm. like to find that, but I can't, I can't quite get behind the idea that that's a real thing. The way to get kicked off that show in the first episode has always been to just be like, yeah, she's really pretty. I can't wait to like talk to her and see if we have a connection. <laughs> like yeah. you have to like, it has to be like love at first sight, which is like so fucking absurd. It's just like, yeah, she's like a regular hot lady like you would see on television. But also, yeah, I was going to say, uh, the like the the ecosystem of like reality television has changed so much in the past just 10 years because of like the existence of Instagram influencers, like like as a job now. Yes. Like, okay, so at the end of um, Love Island, when you can take the money or keep it, anyone who would take all of it would be an idiot because then you would lose all the goodwill that you fostered and the amount that you would lose in brand endorsements like yeah. is way more than $50,000. Like yeah, this is this isn't survivor. You don't get anything by being the heel, you know. Right. Well, no, I mean some people in the bachelor it's like they make their like following from being the villain. Um, yeah. Like people do love villains, but like Love Island is about being in love. So if you deceived like your partner and you actually <laughs> love them, right. everyone would hate you. Like yeah. hate you. Um, I was gonna say, James, if you don't like that part of it or that is like disturbing your suspension of disbelief for this, you should just watch the ones that are in their first season. Yeah. Like did you guys watch The Circle? No, but I heard that people really loved it. I liked it. I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't think I would rewatch it, but I, I liked it. It, it did make me want to go find, it's based on a different, um, like a Brazilian one or a French one. It's based on some other thing and they filmed it in the same building that the other one uses, like the American one. We just copied someone else. I think it's French. Um, but yeah, that's like a social media one where you can choose to be yourself or you can choose to be anyone else because people only see the pictures, but they're all in the same hotel and they interact and they have to like vote each other out. And then when when you vote someone out, they get to go visit one person. Isn't that fucked? And then you mm. then 
then that one person can either see like, oh, they were real or, oh, they were a catfish. And that felt good in quarantine because that was just like, oh, you're also not leaving your room all day. Like you can't go outside. That one was really confusing to me when people were talking about because like there's always like two days on Twitter where everyone's talking about one yeah. of these shows and it drops on Netflix or whatever. And that one was confusing to me because I had fairly recently seen the bad movie, The Circle, starring um, uh, Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. What? Uh, I don't know. I I think it was Tom Hanks. I like, but I was like, why is everyone suddenly talking about this movie from a couple of years ago? It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it's so. it's based on a Dave Eggers novel, but it's about like it's Google, obviously, or whatever, and Emma Watson works there. And oh like, yeah, wait, I do remember that. I mean, I didn't see it, but I remember the trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. That movie sucks shit, but uh, like when I was on when I was going out on Twitter, I was like, "What the fuck? This came out in like 2017." It is Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. You could watch it on Hulu if you have a premium subscription. Yeah, don't do it. It's not good. Terrible. Oh my god, there's so many bad movies. It's like me. Um, I just watched Drunk Parents, which is a Alec Baldwin Selma Hayek. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> it's so bad. It doesn't even make sense. Like they're supposed to be rich and it's their daughter's freshman year of college, but they're losing money. So then they're like trying to find ways to make money. So they don't have to tell her. I don't know. <laughs> why <laughs> but it's what a, so what a weird movie for Alec Baldwin to, to agree to be in. Cause isn't that like already the perception of him that he's like yeah. a fucking psycho? No, he, no. The perception of him is that he's like abusive and evil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be in like a harmless comedy where he's like, I feel like Thirty Rock, because Thirty Rock is so perfect and he's so perfect as his character and it makes him likable, even yeah. when he's like emotionally abusive to like family members and other people. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the guy's got range, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's an asshole both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he can play In a dipshit that you don't like and one that you do sometimes. Yeah, one time he has a laugh track and the other time it's just the silence of his daughter's voicemail. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's a bad person. <laughs> but I do love 30 Rock. Yeah, yeah, great show. So let's let's take the uh, watching reality dating shows. Yeah. And let's decide first whether we think that this is good or quarantine good, and then we can rank it relative to some of these other things. I would argue, based on my own experience, that this is quarantine good, that I think that it is like perfect quarantine viewing. There is a level of engagement that comes with these dating shows that is fun, but isn't necessarily demanding. A lot of the settings are like compelling uh, in terms of like, you know, they're, they're all on this one roof or, you know, like the, mm -hmm. the boundaries of the show are clear, but I, I'm, I'm still like, for me, uh, when quarantine is over, I don't think I'm going to like have much of an interest in, in these shows. Yeah. Julie, would you say this is good or quarantine good for you? For me? Hmm. Like, do you think this is something that you will take forward with you? Well, I want to say, I don't even think it's good right now. I think it makes me feel bad. Mm. But I can't stop watching them. Okay. All right. David. I think it's bad. 
David, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm looking at the board, and I was going to put it between uh, late 90s, early 2000s crime dramas and my replay of Final Fantasy VII. But I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I think like, as much as I do, as much as I, like, get sucked into these TV shows whenever I watch them, they're not good, and they're probably not good for your brain. I, I think that I, this is probably the definition of quarantine good to me. Yeah, for, for me, it's a question of, is this a better use of time than watching Tiger King. <laughs> oh my God. Tiger King made me feel so bad that I watched Bolt like three days later, like a children's movie about a dog. And I just kept seeing like rape allegories. Like I was seeing a lot that. Oh my God. <laughs> it really. Yeah. When I tried to write a review of Bolt, that just was so dark. <laughs> and I was like, when this hamster is like saying it doesn't want to go somewhere and the dog picks it up in his mouth and takes him, that's like when people rape women. Like, I, oh my God. I was so. <laughs> and this, this was the, the Tiger King put you in that place? Yeah, I was in a hole. I was Wait, and, and the dog doing it was the, was this the titular character of the movie or was this a, yes, oh man. Bold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Problematic favorite. Bold. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. I think we can. All right, so I think we can agree it probably goes above Tiger King, then. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> how about how, where does it rank compared to me eating all those almonds back there? I saw almonds on the board. I think it's the same as almonds. Okay, okay. Because almonds, it's like, okay, I don't know why you <laughs> ate them, but all I associate that with is like people on these weird diets who are just pushing almonds on everyone. Like keto friendly or whatever. It's so gross. It's just like, <laughs> an almond I, uh, it's there's something about it that's very triggering to me like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Fuck, natural am i getting canceled now too <laughs> no i think they're perfect and good and i don't know why you ate the almonds but when you say the word almond the only thing it calls to mind is like an anorexic girl who refuses to admit that she has an eating disorder and has like a wellness blog and loves elephants and like you know it's a strange okay family. this is so specific you are talking about a specific person you know here and yet it could be thousands of people <laughs> <laughs> so many people show me the board again let me see the board doing doing yoga was good and the great british baking show oh, i agree with these so underneath the great british baking show is late 90s early 2000 crime drama movies yeah. um, underneath that is oh is david playing final fantasy 7 replaying final fantasy see that feels really good i don't think it's as good as you replaying final fantasy 7 okay you think it's better than almonds yeah, fuck almonds. I'm I'm having a really strong reaction to the almonds. Okay, all right. I'm putting it under Final Fantasy VII on the like. But we just ha- we said specifically though it is quarantine good. So for me, I think we would bump almonds down. Okay. Reality dating shows would be kind of the peak of of quarantine good, which for me it kind of is. But I'm gonna say I think that we learn, or at least I learn so much about myself when I watch these dating shows, even if it's um to to notice a way I don't want to be. So like for example, I have a mood disorder. That's something about me that's fun for us. Uh but sometimes in like Love Island, let's say, they have these like blow up fights. 
And it's so clear when you're not involved. You're just like, oh, like she's picking a fight because she's insecure about this other thing that's happening. And I think when it's on such a bird's eye, like objective, it's like presented so clearly to me, I can then recognize like, okay, so it's fine to feel those things, but you don't react this way. I feel like I learn a lot about myself. I feel yeah. like you are such a, th I say this as your friend, I feel like you are <laughs> such a thoughtful person. And I feel like yeah. you're a reflective person. And I yeah. feel like what what these shows have done from what I've seen, and mm -hmm. I have less of an understanding of them, but I think that like things that really are important in relationships, they've like commodified and made them quite shallow. So like the mm -hmm. ones that I've watched overuse the words vulnerability and everyone's like, I just need someone who will show up. I just need someone who will show up for me. And it, and for me, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, you don't and know. What that yeah, yeah, transparent. And it's like, these are actually things that when, if you were to define what they were, are important in a relationship. But the line between what is vulnerable and what's not has been completely messed up by these shows. I, I, I think that like where I have this on the board right now is just right above almonds under quarantine <laughs> good. That feels good to me. That feels really I, good. I, yeah, James, okay. it feels good to me as well. What yeah, was your hesitation? No, no, I think uh, that that's where I would put it as well. I think uh, I think we can all agree that David's almond thing is is not great, and <laughs> it's, it's a sick <laughs> compulsion. And, and I'm gonna be honest, the almond thing feels a little sexual. <laughs> like in what way? <laughs> I'm looking at the tower, and it's phallic. Oh, all towers are phallic, Julie. And I think all towers are sexual. <laughs> maybe, we'll get, maybe this podcast will get so famous someone will send you some. I mean, that would rock. If we could get... Let me be clear that if Blue Diamond Almonds would like to sponsor this podcast, we will bump almonds to the top of the list. <laughs> Absolutely. No qualm. I have yeah. no issue with that whatsoever. Absolutely. So, Julie, where can people uh, find more from you on the internet? Okay. I was going to say my dad's full address. <laughs> <laughs> um, my All my social media is Julie Pop-Tart. I would love that if people would follow me. That's the only source of validation I have. Um, my website is also juliepoptart.com, and that has, like, videos you can watch and stuff. Um, Twitter and Instagram are... I just want Twitter followers. That's all that I want. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. That's all that I want. It's a, yeah, same here. My priorities are pretty similar. You can follow me on Twitter at Twitey, T-V-E-I-T-E. Uh, and I'm at The Jam Ham. Uh, and we will be having more episodes soon. Julie, thanks for, for being here. Thank you. Uh, and David, uh, well, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> Quarantine Good is part of the Authentic Podcast Network. Please like and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and tune in next week.